0: I'm going to crack this beer and it's an interesting beer this week because it is an O'Doul's non-alcoholic because I'm not trying to get drunk before, uh, dinner. And also I will say, uh, having some sober friends and trying to make sure I have good options for people who are sober, I got these. They're not bad. Huh. I would definitely, I definitely, uh, drink them if I was like, you know, I want a beer taste, but I don't want to, Get the beer buzz um, tastes like a full bush or full bud, um, a little bit sweeter though. They all kind of taste a little bit sweeter, but cheers, cheers, ladies and gentlemen. You are about to witness the world's number one wrestling podcast. Let me pod to you, yeah. <laughs> Man, that came out loud. Welcome to Let Me Pod to you. I'm Jacob. You can block me on Twitter. At we hate Jacob. I'm here with my co-host Dimitri. You can find him on Twitter at Dimitri Talks. Dimitri, how do you feel about the wrestling this week? Uh, seems like there's a lot
1: going on. Uh, by your notes, it seems like uh, more than one company is getting vinced, Um, <laughs> which is pretty frustrating and annoying. So it's a mixed bag for me. I got some things I like, or some things I really dislike. That's how I'm feeling about it. How about yourself?
0: Um, I've had a very mixed bag. Uh, I thought, I thought SmackDown was okay. Yeah. I didn't think it was, you know, anything special. Um, Austin Theory still MIA. Um, so still no him losing his title. Uh, Raw, I thought started incredibly slow. Like I found the first hour to be almost unbearable. Um, and then like right at nine, it like picked up and was like almost pay-per-view level raw after that. um, Forbidden Door was fine. Um, I'll talk about a couple things with that, because I caught the end of it. And uh, Dynamite last night was kind of a disaster, so we'll, <laughs> we'll get there too. But yeah, mixed bag, but you know, coming off a pay-per-view for one company, going into a pay-per-view for another, beggars can't be choosers, I guess, right? Yeah, fair enough. And I, I'm getting word that there's no Top of the Mid this week? There's no top of the mid, even though there really is a top of the mid.
1: It's just, I feel really bad about just giving it to the same group every week. So I'm not going to mention her name, but we all know the little group that I really love who would be winning top of the mid. If they had some, you know, competition, it just feels like right now they're there. They're just,
0: they're competing with themselves. So we're going to shy I, away from that. I'll agree with you. I mean, to, to name the group, you wouldn't name it's the Alpha Academy. <laughs> uh, and they're... They're, so they're good. always getting a little segment on TV, whether it's backstage, whether they're doing a match, and they always make the most of the little time that they're given, which mm-hmm. I think is really one of those, those kind of things that, that shows you being top of the mid material when you're given one minute in, in a backstage and all three members of the group nail it. Chad in his little coach outfit again, Maxine in her, in her wrestling outfit. Wow and <laughs> Otis on the bike and he he stops and he goes I know what we're doing coach we're going to bring the carnage and destruction yeah. <laughs> like, it, up, it's, it's all really good so yeah i i agree with you that they there's no real competition there
1: hmm. yeah
0: it's all them man they
1: they're just killing it um well, did you i wanted to mention this did you see the the origin story of LA Knights Yeah cuz i saw that recently did did you happen to catch that no nah, no nah. Okay. Well, it's, it's pretty interesting, actually. It's very, uh, organic, I guess you could say. Um, he was on, I always butcher this guy's name, but have you seen the YouTuber, not only a YouTuber, but he posted like interviews on YouTube. It's Chris Van Vliet, Van Vliet. I think it's Van, I think it's Van Vliet. All right. Chris Van Vliet. There we go. Had a, uh, interview with, uh, LA Knight and he asked him about, yeah, like where it came from. And, uh, L.A. Knight uh, kind of started the story. So back in the day, I think he said like 2013, he was at the performance center for the first time. Um, and he said, you know, when somebody was sitting there, like kind of teaching him, showing him the ropes, telling him what to do, you know, kind of going through stuff. L.A. Knight would always be like, you know, like when you listen to somebody, you're just like, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like just to acknowledge. Well, his thing was always like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he would just say that, just not really thinking about it. And then apparently the instructor, or teacher, or whatever, um, kind of caught on to it and uh, started making fun of him a little bit and like pointed it out. So then like people in the locker room just started doing it right back at to right back at him like yeah,
0: <laughs>
1: which was funny. Um, and then he started doing this thing where he's like everybody, and then everybody else would shout everybody, and like he just kind of had these like little things like backstage. It wasn't even on like any of the programs just backstage, everybody would repeat it. Um, and to quote LA Knight, he said he didn't like to repeat what they said right back because uh, it gave him the douche chills, which gave the interviewer a laugh. It's like <laughs> douche chills. So um, he, people would say everybody, he'd go, yeah. And then that kind of was a little thing. And then uh, he left, went to uh, impact. And this is where things uh, heated up a little bit. So he's an impact. And I think there was some sort of gimmick with like a dummy button or something. You'd hit the button and it would say like uh, dummy, essentially. And um, he had to record a bunch of takes. So we sit in there saying dummy like a billion different times, different ways. So he's like, dummy, 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 dummy. And then one of the takes he said, dummy, yeah. And that one stuck. So every time he would hit this button, he would say, dummy, yeah, and then it just kind of evolved over time, and th- they dropped the dummy, and then, yeah, just stuck. And that's the story of, yeah, and it's just so random and funny that like it started from this little backstage thing and moved all the way progressing to something what it is now, where we all say it. I uh, just had to throw that in here, since we're a podcast
0: inspired by the one and only LA Knight. That is sensational. No, I did not know that.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: also didn't know that he was in Impact for this long. I'm on his Wikipedia page now. Yeah, that's I, interesting. I right? really did not know that. He was the world champion in Impact.
1: Yeah, I was not familiar with his game. I mean, I didn't watch Impact, so... <laughs> no, I mean, who does? I was not and,
0: familiar. But he had, like, a big feud with uh with Johnny Impact, John Morrison. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, who's back on AEW, and he was on AEW like last johnny tv year. no last year he was johnny elite oh, and now, now he's johnny, johnny TV, TV. tv yep <laughs> and uh apparently he did like a tour uh, in australia with um with an indie circuit where he was johnny down under specifically <laughs> down under i love it i love so, him yeah. man yeah I'm, I'm glad he's back he's he's box office mm-hmm. um that's really cool i really didn't know that he did that that's awesome
1: yeah, it was, I thought it was a really good story. Chris, uh, Chris Van Bleet, if I'm saying his name right, always gives good interviews. I love watching his YouTube channel. So good. Let me,
0: I'm going to make a note of that so good that I can find it and put it in the show notes. Yeah, buddy. Good,
1: good call. Uh, and then let's see. Okay. I'm going to jump into that later. I also wanted to add here one more thing, um, that I didn't actually add to the notes. Um, just wanted to let people know that I, uh, we will be making some YouTube content uh Mm. specifically some like just some probably five to ten minute videos just discussing different things um i'm starting on it now just stuff i'm interested in um i think i'm working on a script right now about uh bray wyatt so we'll see how that goes um and yeah i'm just gonna start posting those uh shortly soon and uh yeah just look out for those more
0: content people more content baby that's right. You can find us on YouTube at Let Me Pod to You, like you can mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah, buddy, that's awesome. No, that that's great. Thank you for bringing that uh, interview to my attention. Didn't know it was there. I'm gonna try shit. to track that down. Um, my headline this week was Forbidden Door. Uh, I will admit I was not home for all of it. We were out with some friends. I got home right during the entrance for Will Osprey for the Will Osprey Omega uh, IWGP United States Championship match. Um, and there was a lot of people last year that, you know, or earlier this year, actually, I think it was that claimed that the Omega Osprey was their match of the year candidate. And now those same people have turned that this is now their match of the year candidate. (laughs) This should have been the main event because it felt very grudge match. It was so intense. And then between this match, they had the Jericho and his adopted son, and Sting and his adopted son have their little trios match that was too many old men that just felt like <laughs> a big deflation from where the crowd was, and they wanted to give it some room to breathe before Danielson Okada, which was the main event. But still, I think that I think Omega Osprey should have been the main event because this match was wild. Like you, you end the show on that. The crowd is going home like, <sighs> you <laughs> know, and. It, it would have left everybody really well. the My biggest critique of this match, because like the false finishes were excellent. The kickouts were amazing. Uh, Osprey hit um, he hit Kenny with the with a screwdriver, then did his hidden blade finisher and then did the whatever his other finisher. Like he hit all three like gimmick finisher and two main finishers. And Kenny on late to like 2.999 got his foot on the rope to, to break the count. Like, it was insane. But after that, Osprey hits Kenny with what they called a Tiger Driver 91, which was like a pile driver style move where Kenny's neck just goes. And I thought I watched a man die on my screen. I ridiculous. fucking hated that. I was disgusted. I remember going like, oh, and like, I'd already told Zoe, like, don't look at my screen. There's blood. Like, I know you don't want to see this, but that tiger driver 91 was awful and has no place in modern wrestling.
1: Yep. So this is where I was going to jump in. Um, I, I would, I have like a mixed feeling about this. So like, I don't like, like, my wrestling, like what I'm interested in, I don't need wrestlers to do that, like at all. Like it does nothing for me other than make me feel a little like uncomfortable. Um, I feel like if the performers are comfortable with it and it's something they want to do, fine. But like as a viewer, like it do- like I don't care for it. Like I would rather, I would rather you not to be honest. I would rather just stay away from the dangerous stuff. I'd rather you have a long career um and and where i wanted to uh kind of um go with this is i saw a wrestler recently i don't remember who it was might have been brian danielson maybe um who was saying that essentially somebody asked them if they need to keep pushing the envelope and i don't again i don't remember exactly who it was it might have been brian danielson might have been somebody else but essentially they said yeah we need to keep pushing the envelope because it's what people want to see uh I disagree. I don't think you have to push the envelope like that. I don't think so at all. I think, like, if you're good at your craft, people are going to care about it. Like, when I think about wrestlers who have stood the test of time, a lot of them have never even put their bodies on the line like that. Like, Roman Reigns is not putting his body on the line. John John Cena was not putting his body on the line. Triple H was not putting his body on the line. Undertaker did a couple times. But for the most part, he's not putting his body on the line every week. Like, there's... there's points where maybe they do something that's a little risky but it's not like an every week thing and it's nothing that like you look at and you're like damn that's crazy other than undertakers flip outside the ring at that one WrestleMania, i think against Shawn michaels or something but yeah i just don't think it's necessary i don't think you have to push the envelope that far every week for people to tune in just be good at what you do and we're gonna like it i mean me personally that's how i feel
0: I think there's different ways that you can push the envelope though. I think, I think this match did that before the tiger driver 91, like the, like in the first match at the, um, at the new Japan event where Kenny won the belt off Osprey, there was this whole thing where Kenny smashed Osprey's head until it was all the way through a table and then he dropped Osprey down and then looked through it like through the hole in the table like a crazed person. So like the first match like Kenny Osprey won was Kenny basically just kicking the shit out of Osprey the entire time. Uh Omega Osprey 2 at Forbidden Door kind of flipped that. And it was Osprey coming back with a vengeance with a grudge with okay, you were going to be that violent to me, I'm going to be that violent to you. And they had some spots like Osprey Drove Kenny's head through the announce desk, like multiple times in, in like the way that, you know, wrestler did, like that he had yeah. his arm, like bouncing. But then, the, like, there was also, they brought out the screwdriver, which is a callback to, uh, what Don Callis hitting Kenny with the screwdriver in the head when Callis turned on Kenny. So there's a callback there, like, and it pushes it further, like, oh, Osprey is going that far. Like he's going to not just hit, hurt Kenny physically, but, emotionally like that's going to bring back everything and like i don't know the spots in this match were already nuts like they were doing some crazy shit already that like it just wasn't necessary like you want to you want to pull out a pile driver like i'm kind of used to that at least from an aw perspective like it's a move that's allowed there like it, and they do it in a as safe a way that you can like you don't like their skull isn't going into the mat right but like, that where it is neck first, I, j- I just don't want to see that. Like, I don't want to see my favorite wrestlers potentially have a career-ending injury on my screen. Like, I just, I have no appetite for that at all. That's facts.
1: And, uh, yeah, you showed me the video, and I clicked on it. The first time I watched it, I was like, oh, that wasn't that bad. Because the first time I watched it, I watched it fast, and it looked like maybe, like, he braced his fall a little bit with his feet. Then I slowed that shit down and saw, like, literally just head first. And I was like, oh no, that was
0: Yeah, I I also I sent you one that was like a fan um like a fan video from the arena. It looked worse on the hard cam. Like it looked a lot worse on like the broadcast, but I couldn't Mm -hmm. find one that was super clear and big. So yeah, it that was really rough. Um and then Danielson beat Okada in the main event. Um this is pretty much why Danielson left WWE so that he could wrestle the best people in the world that are from other promotions. Yep. He loves the old wrestling. He does. And he, he has said in interviews, like I left WWE so that I can wrestle Okada Mm -hmm. and it didn't work out last year because one of them was hurt. And this year that comes around, Danielson was getting patched up from a couple injuries. So he was taking it easy leading into it. And then I guess with about 10 minutes to go in the match, Danielson broke his arm. And uh, have you seen the, the picture of his x-ray? Mm-mm. It is a full snap of, like, the bone right here. Gross. Like, it's, like, completely over. And so he's, like, going through the, the rest of this match, like, babying this arm. And Okada hit his finisher, the the Rainmaker, where it's, like, a ripcord lariat. So he gets behind the person and then pulls their arm to spin them, and then he lariat oh, them. Oh, yeah, I've seen that, yep. He pulled on the broken arm. <laughs> to make it happen and then Danielson beat him by submission and had to pull his right leg up like over to where his arm would be to hold Okada's arm back where normally it would just be an arm on arm hold to like get the submission to work and uh, Danielson seemed like he was in good spirits afterwards like in the press conference he's like yep so they're telling me I probably broke my arm so that sucks (laughs) um I was going to be wrestling on Wednesday but I'm not anymore which maybe there's another reason why there were so many changes to the, to the card. Um, but yeah, I mean, he also did this other thing about halfway through that. I really, again, don't like they play up Danielson's concussions massively. in, oh, in I like saw this. all of his big matches where Danielson's like laying on the mat, like convulsing basically. Mm-hmm. And the doctor even jumps into the ring and then Okada's like, na nah, 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 and pushes him out. And then like, They're like Danielson baited him in. It's like, can we not? Like again, like I don't want to watch things that make it seem like someone's like critically injured. Yeah, that's not entertaining to me. That is, that is not sports entertainment. That is not even wrestling, in my opinion. Right. So other than that, though, it seemed like everyone had a good time. You know, Twitter. You know, keeping up with things on Twitter during it seemed good. Uh, CM Punk uh, took an elbow drop to the nads. Which uh, the guy tweeted an apology that was very funny afterwards. <laughs> um, uh, CM Punk also was booed a bit, played the heel a lot, um, did a whole like <laughs> Hulk Hogan style like hand to the ear, and then hit like a very slow off the ropes Hogan esque leg drop. So I think we're gonna start turning up the dial of the the CM Punk heelness. Uh, jungle boy turned heel his promo on dynamite was one of the worst things ever it was like what does a heel say hmm. and it was basically twinning with christian um i saw him dive yeah. into an suv though that shit was smooth that was hilarious <laughs> he's talking <laughs> mad shit about hook he's like and hook next time i see you i'm gonna wring your neck and then like hook's music hits and he's like Hoop! and then he bolted out of the ring jumped the barricade hooks chasing him like through the arena and then like cuts the camera backstage and jack's like and then dives he's like start the car start the car and then dives headfirst into the back of the, the car and it takes off so funny i just gotta say dude that dive in the car he was running was really smooth, fucking though. fast
1: and he had to like hit got, that other door yeah i was like i watched it back a few times like damn the technique involved here <laughs> that shit was yeah, funny though
0: that, that, that was pretty good um, well, let's move on to the segment that everybody's looking for, the Bloodline Cinematic Universe. Oh, yeah. Um, the, the Usos interrupted Solo on Friday. Um, and Solo was in a bad mood. He no. thumbed Ridge Holland and then I'm not in the mood tonight. And Paul Heyman, mm-hmm. call Roman Reigns. <laughs> call Roman Reigns. <laughs> he seemed like, yo, oh, God. Well, <laughs> Money in the bank this weekend. Roman versus Roman and Solo versus the Usos, and looks like you've got some theories on what you think might happen. Yeah, this week
1: we've got on uh, SummerSlam. Oh, wait, no, SummerSlam.
0: <laughs> Is it SummerSlam this weekend? No, not, not quite. <laughs> no, we've no. got Money in the Bank, <laughs> you and uh, a, you should be bro- doing a British accent. It's in England. It's not. It's not NASCAR. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we've got uh, Money in the Bank here. Um, i will go, I've got a couple of theories here. I don't know if this is a good accent, but we're going to roll with it. I've got three go back to Let's go theories back to here. We're going to go back to normal right about now. And, um, <laughs> I got three, three theories here, three ways this can go, this can go in my eyes. And if it goes one of these ways, I'm going to go on Twitter and be like, I fucking told you so. Um, so I see the story going three ways. One, uh, Usos win, right? And obviously if the Usos win, uh, cracks begin to form between Solo and Roman, or the cracks are already there, seem to spread a little bit. There's a little bit of cracks there. Um, or, or Bloodline wins, and then the Usos, uh, they did just join together, but then the Usos get some cracks, there's some tension between Jay and Jimmy, and they have to work through that tension, and they eventually get a rematch at SummerSlam. Or, third option, Bloodline gets somebody else in their pockets again, how they seem to do. I don't know how much money they're paying all these people or all these opportunities that they're giving these people, but, or they get somebody else in their pockets and, you know, they do their thing and they get the W the dirty way, how they seem to typically do. That is, the, those are the way I see, see these going. Um, if you were to ask me to choose one, I'd say the Bloodline wins and, The cracks form between the Usos. That's that's the one I'm gonna go with
0: that I'm gonna say is gonna happen. I'm gonna disagree. Alright. Beautiful. I think I think that the Usos are gonna win. And I think specifically we're gonna get some like tandem super kicks on Roman. Something's gonna happen where Solo can't get in to, to make a save. And I think Jay is going to pin Roman. Ooh, that'd be good. That'd be good. And my reason why is I think this is going to SummerSlam and we're going to have a main event, Jay Uso, Roman Reigns for the un- undisputed WWE Universal Championship. And I think that's the way that Jay is going to argue that he gets that shot. Because if he pins Roman, he said, yeah, I did it with my brother, but I can do it myself. And then the numbers, the numbers game ends up even too. Because mm-hmm. Roman's still going to bring Solo out, and Jay's going to bring Jimmy out. So the numbers game is even, unless, like you said, the the bloodline enlists somebody else to help with some dirty work. Yeah. I, I think that's where we're going. I think it's going to be the first time Roman gets pinned in three years. I'm very excited to see what happens. Obviously, as always, this is
1: what I'm most excited about for, like, mm-hmm. every pay-per-view. Um, Also, speaking of this pay-per-view, I completely... Missed and forgot that it was at three o'clock in the middle of the day. (laughs) Special start time. I completely forgot. So I got to turn my, uh, flip my, um, plans around and probably make some food early and have a good grand old time. What
0: are you doing food wise?
1: Uh, I was thinking about doing like a nice southern meal. Gonna get some fried chicken, mashed potatoes, mac and cheese, and maybe some, uh, there was something else I was gonna get on there. Corn, some corn on the cob.
0: Nice. How about you? I'm doing meatballs. <laughs> meatballs, balls of meat. Meatball subs. I do love balls of meat. I'm I might just end up doing um some uh some beans on toast for breakfast though to, to just really start the, the British blood pumping. That's disgusting. Beans <laughs> on toast? You don't know this? This, this no. is a British thing. That's terrible. Yeah, and it's not like our beans, like like baked beans where it's like barbecue sauce. It's like just beans like kidney beans in like tomato juice basically and they just put that shit on toast that's awful
1: i'm sorry guys the blandest
0: people in the world that sounds awful jesus yeah i mean dimitri keep in mind these are the same people that it's like 80 degrees there right now and they're like it's so hot (laughs) it's so hot here i'm like pow it's been 80 degrees for the past week like, you it's don't nice. even have smoke from Canada coming you in, your, smoke coming from in Canada. your house right now. <laughs> like, Get on our level, bro. We got smoke from Canada. <laughs> the help, the the Pennsylvania Department of Health is saying that being outside for eight hours is the equivalent of smoking two cigarettes. Like, you don't know pain. You don't know pain, UK. <laughs> you guys are soft. Damn, you don't, you don't going in on the easy. UK. I didn't
1: know this was going to be a UK hate episode. Shit.
0: <laughs> God damn. Sorry, folks. I wouldn't be doing this if they, if they had stayed in in, uh, in Europe, because at least they could have had, you know, some culture at that point. But. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> We're going to get so much hate. Uh, anyway, <laughs>
1: whose stock's going up? Uh, let's see. Okay. So I got the, essentially the entire bloodline. Um, nope, we mentioned nope, this. Not, not the bloodline. Oh shit, not the bloodline, the other faction. Sorry guys. <laughs> uh <laughs> the entire judgment day, the entire judgment day. Um I say that because uh, a couple weeks back we had mentioned it. Uh we talked about how the judgment day is uh just doing pretty solid everybody. You know, Dom's got a solid place in the uh in the scene. He's he's pretty close to the main event scene at this point. Rhea's doing a great job obviously. Um and, you know, the only person we had a question about really was Finn, um, who is getting a really cool title shot at uh, Money in the Bank. So it seems that all the members of the Judgment Day are getting a solid push, getting like a solid story or, or around or near the main event scene, which is something I wouldn't have thought when the group first joined together and when Edge was first leading the group. Um, I didn't think that it was going to come anywhere near this. And I, I, I honestly thought it was going to be Edge's group for like a, a while, if anything. Um, and as soon as Edge left, I kind of was like, all right, well, how long is this going to last? Right.
0: As soon as uh, Edge was gone, I thought they were going to be done within a month.
1: Exactly. Um, so that, that was, those are my exact thoughts. And, um, man, they have just built and built and built on shit. Um, Dom being an addition was obviously great. I think Dom being an addition is huge for them. Just adds like another element, but everybody has evolved. Um, what's his face? Uh, the infamy fellow priest as I think priest and Dom more than anybody have just made so much like progress. Like priest was awful to watch a while ago. I did not like his character at all. It was just like cringy. Um, so, yeah, like we said, we we've, we've mentioned it before, but I just think the whole group as a whole big stock rising for them. They're just all around the main event scene. I'm, I'm happy to see it for them.
0: Yeah, I the only one that I'm a little I'd be a little bit critical of right now might be Rhea because I think they made her too strong. She's so strong. <laughs> like she's so strong that she's beating people before the bell. Yeah. And she doesn't have a match on this pay-per-view. Yeah. And yeah, they're going to have to figure something out, man. Y- yeah, like what, what was what was the last, the last one was backlash, right? Or no, it was uh Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Did she have a match in Saudi Arabia?
1: Yeah, she fought uh Nat- Natalia, didn't she? Oh, that's right. Yeah, it was and it, it was, was, been, super it was done in a minute
0: and 30 yeah. seconds. Yeah. And then before that was was backlash with um Zelina Vega. Yeah. Which And was, that was yeah. again like Zelina got a little bit of offense in, but not very much. So like since Rhea put on that I would call it a five star match with Charlotte at WrestleMania. She hasn't had a real contender. And I, I think her storyline might be struggling just a little bit from that. It she's becoming a little bit sidekick to Dom. Yeah. It's kind of been more of Dom's story, which is fine. It's it's fine. But Rhea at some point needs to have a contender for this, which I think maybe that will come after the women's money in the bank ladder match because I think so. I think whoever wins that money in the bank is going to be looking to cash in on Rhea. Mm-hmm. Find a time when she's weak and try to cash in on her at that point. So I, I would like to see a little bit more come from there. Have her have a legitimate feud with somebody who can challenge her and push her. Um, but unfortunately, a lot of the other kind of women's main event stars on Raw right now are um, tied up with, with other matters yeah um but uh, yeah like like you said i mean dom has come so far oh I mean, my even God, bro. even just as a wrestler yeah crazy and, it's, and he's funny he's mm-hmm. a good heel like on raw this week he's like goes to adam Pearce. he's like i want to prove myself to co- ahead of this match with cody rhodes i want someone who's as big and as strong as me and it like i, I was watching this yeah and he went it's gonna be tozawa <laughs> and I was like, that would be so funny. And then Tazawa's music hits. <laughs> I was like, that's so fucking good. That's really good. Um, but yeah, let, let let's talk Dom. Let's talk Dom and Cody. What do we think is going to happen? Uh, man, I think
1: uh, I don't think is any. I don't think Dom's going to win this match. I think Cody wins the match. Um, I think Dom's going to try some slimy heel stuff. Obviously, I think Rhea will be ringside. Something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Maybe Rhea hits Cody with something. But at the end of the day, I think Cody is going to get this W. He's been taking some L's here and there. You know, he had those matches with Brock Lesnar, took some lumps, you know, had to come back down to earth after the match with Roman. I think now's the time when he starts to get some momentum and uh, you know,
0: turn things up a little bit. So I got I got Cody winning the match. How about you? Yeah, I think so too. I think I think at some point this I think Rhea's going to jump in and have a cheap shot on, on Cody like Dom has been having mm-hmm. or Dom is going to hit Cody with a, with a big old punch to the am bags. And <laughs> I think there's going to be something like that. That's going to happen. But I think Cody in the end is going to win. He beat Damian Priest in a really good match on raw mm-hmm. um, this week too. And like that just shows kind of Cody Rhodes is still at the top of the yeah. food chain in terms of, how good he is how good wwe is making him without being in the main event picture so i i definitely think cody's gonna win but i think it's gonna be a really fun match
1: yeah agreed they're both great
0: it would be really funny if cody adjusts his uh music too so it's uh it goes instead of just like there's more than one royal family it goes there's more than one royal family in it <laughs> 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 there's more than one royal family in it <laughs> And the other member of the Judgment Day with a with a match at Money in the Bank is Finn Balor. Mm-hmm. His video package they had on Raw was intense. And it kind of mm-hmm. made me like, there's a lot of real passion behind that. Like, yeah. His career kind of got screwed after that injury. Yeah. Like, he became a, I was going to say a jobber, and that's unfair. But, like, he's held the mid-card belts but both of them were for like a month or something like he really, really hasn't short had, title reigns. Yeah. and getting into the judgment day has done a lot more for him than I, than I thought.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I would so, definitely yeah. agree with that. Well, I, I still don't see there being a title change here though. I think Seth Rollins is going to retain. Yeah. I think Seth
1: Rollins is going to retain as well. Um, but one thought did give me pause. Uh, I was just thinking about how interesting it could be if they did make Finn win, um, if Finn won this title, um, obviously it would legitimize him immediately as, uh, you know, one of the top people of raw. Um, also not just raw, but inside of, uh, the judgment day, Mm -hmm. that could be an interesting dynamic as there are already like cracks showing. We could have like some sort of, um, judgment day falling out there, or at least with between Finn and them. Um, which could lead to him having like his final like singles pushed, like finally like a singles top of the, top of the card champion push. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, he's feuding with his old squad, the Judgment Day. I just think that would be an interesting storyline, kind of similar to, uh, Bloodline Civil War. Um, just warring between his, his old gang. Um, I just yeah. think that would be an interesting story to follow, but. As interesting as that sounds I don't see them having Seth lose the title this early on into his reign. We know uh Papa Triple H loves those long title well, reigns.
0: Well, he loves Seth Rollins too.
1: And he loves Seth I was that's the next thing I was going to say. He loves long title reigns and he loves Seth Rollins. We got yeah. both of them in the picture right now. So I don't think that this is going to I don't I think those two together means it that, that uh Finn ain't going to Beat them here at
0: Money in the Bank. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I I I think that's a good shout. Um, do you want to do the men's Money in the Bank now? I don't. We yeah, don't have sure. it anywhere else. Yeah, let, let's, yeah run, let's run do that. Run. So the men's Money in the Bank ladder match is L.A. Knight. Yeah. 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 Shinsuke Nakamura, Rick O'Shea, Butch Santos, Escobar, Damian Priest, and Logan Paul. What I have read on the rumors, and you know, please let me know if you've seen anything different, is that it seems to be they've got it narrowed down to three on who are kind of the the favorites in the writers' rooms: L.A. Knight, yeah, Damian Priest, and Logan Paul. Yep. Triple H seems to be not into the Logan Paul idea. Classic Triple H. The other thing that I've seen written about, and I don't remember where. About if Logan Paul were to win, he's already had a feud with Seth Rollins. They can work together. And mm-hmm. that could be interesting to kind of see that run it back. I'm less interested in that, but I can see the, I can see the thought process. I yeah. don't think Logan Paul should get the briefcase though.
1: <laughs> yeah, I 100% uh, agree. I saw the Logan Paul stuff and I was just like, in my mind, I was like, please no, not that Logan Paul is not good at this. He's actually very
0: surprisingly good at this. Um, I, like, I don't like him as a person at all but like yeah. he can fucking go like he can yeah, go he's... better than some of the people that are full-timers yeah he's fucking good promo
1: work and in the ring um mm-hmm. so yeah I, I just didn't want him to win just because he really is like a total like complete part-timer like he's gonna be here for a little bit work if, if he if he were to win he'd probably stay to like SummerSlam, then bounce for a while you know what i mean that type mm-hmm. of deal
0: well, he said on his podcast recently, like, he's like, I'm really lucky I get to come and do this four times a year on mm-hmm. the backs of these guys that are doing this week in week out. And I know for some of them, that's probably frustrating, but I try to tell them every time I'm there that I appreciate the work they do to let me have my opportunities. So, okay, fair enough. Um, the other one is LA Knight, of course, because he's so over with the fans. I think it would be really interesting to have LA Knight with the briefcase. I think it would be something to give him a talking segment every week on both shows. So Um, good. what's he going to do with it? The other LA Knight thing that I've seen is that Logan Paul or LA Knight stops each other from getting the briefcase when they're about to get it. And that leads to an LA Knight Logan Paul feud going to SummerSlam for a SummerSlam match. I'd be into that, too. That'd be entertaining. I would like that. Especially after the promo that LA Knight cut on Logan Paul. Like, this guy calls himself a megastar, but he's a megastar to 14-year-old girls on YouTube. I'm a real (laughs) megastar. Yeah. So, that would be really interesting. And I actually, I think LA Knight and Logan Paul probably put on a really good match at SummerSlam, too, if they were to do that. And it would be a very good time if they did that. To turn LA Knight face, like officially make him a face, because they're still trying to do this, like LA Knight's a heel, but he's so over with the crowd, no yeah. one's gonna boo him. Everyone's gonna boo Logan Paul, so it would work really well to make that as his transition to uh, a face. I love that. I actually love that idea. Like, yeah, absolutely love that. And so I'm kind of, I'm kind of like feeling that too. And then we come back to Damian Priest, and I think Damian Priest, it would be another good thing to have him with that, with that briefcase. I think they've made him look strong enough that he could realistically try to cash in on Roman. He wouldn't he wouldn't get it, but he could do it. And or Seth Rollins.
1: Oh, this is what I wanted to add. I forgot to mention this earlier when I was talking about uh, when I was talking about Finn and his match. I was um, when I was talking about the Civil War. I was thinking, you know, if he did win this match, you know, and got the title. What if Damien Priest then wins the briefcase and Damien Priest and Finn have been feuding a little bit. And then what if Damien Priest is like, you know what? I'm going to cash in my briefcase on my boy Finn and take that title away from his bitch ass.
0: Or what if they do it all on the same night? You oh, put the World Heavyweight shit. Championship late and you open with the men's money in the bank. Like last year, money in the bank. I As soon as Liv Morgan won that briefcase in the opening match, I knew for a fact, 100%, that she was cashing in later that night. I knew mm-hmm. it. And yeah, I, I had a thought too. I'm, I am not into same night cash-ins unless it's a it's a new title. Like if they if Damian Priest wins it, Finn Bálor wins the belt and then Damian Priest cashes in and wins it off Finn. Oh my god. That would god. be nuts. Yeah, they would be feud and heavy too. Oh my god. That's yeah. Dude, you are fantasy booker of the year right here. I can't make any decisions. This though. guy's incredible. <laughs> Do you want, do you want to hear some more theories about the men's money in the bank? Please, yes. Okay. <laughs> the other one that I saw is, um, with Santos Escobar. Um, not him winning because a lot of the things I've re- I don't think he's ready for it either, but him getting this kind of getting elevated via money in the bank and starting to think, you know what? Rey Mysterio, you've been in this, heading up this LWO since WrestleMania. Where's it gotten us? It got me in this match, but I haven't had a title shot. I haven't had a title shot anywhere. What's the point? And starting to lead towards a small feud of Santos Escobar turning heel and fighting Rey Mysterio for control of the LWO going into WrestleMania next year. Because on NXT, Santos Escobar was more known as a heel than he was a face. Hmm. So I think that could be pretty interesting. Yeah. That would be um, interesting. And to be honest, Shinsuke Nakamura, Ricochet and Butch, they're filling in. They're just, yeah. no, I got match.
1: no thoughts of them winning the match.
0: <laughs> None. I just, I, I really think that no matter who wins this belt this time around, though, based on kind of the three that we've been talking about as our main contenders, uh, I think they're all going to go for a big belt. I don't think we're going to have this mid card cash in. That we've I hope not. I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. <laughs> all right. Two-part two, two part question. Who okay. do you want to win, and who do you think will win?
1: Uh, that's tough, because you just gave me that really nice idea I of know, LA right? Knight and Logan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I went into this thinking I wanted LA Knight to win, but after, literally during this podcast episode, my mind has changed. I really like the idea of LA Knight and Logan Paul having a program, and I really like the idea of Damien Priest and Finn feuding uh in the um in the I almost want to call them the bloodline every time. Why do I do that? The judgment day. So I'm gonna say uh I think I want Damien Priest to win, but I
0: think LA Knight's going to win. I even with like the appeal of an LA Knight Logan Paul program to SummerSlam. I still want LA Knight to win, but I think Damian Priest will win. Wow, we are literally (laughs) flipping. That's hilarious. (laughs) Well, one of the two will be good. (laughs) Yeah, either way. I mean, some one of us is gonna no matter what I think they do, if it's one of those three, however that kind of shakes out, I think it's gonna be a good money in the bank. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And everyone's really really spry in this match too like I, I was looking at i think last year's card had Omas in it like they mm, kind of yeah. went for like some beefy boys in last year's money in the bank and i didn't love that like Beef. it just felt it felt slow like it's a so ladder I, match dog we need some yeah <laughs> we need some nonsense and like these guys can all climb a ladder real fast so i'm i think it's going to be an interesting one facts all right where are we at where are we at where are we at oh you want to talk about some returning lady
1: yes uh so um my stocks are rising for sure on uh living rock hell um i for the longest time i kind of felt like uh meh about them i thought they were good but yeah but i don't know if it was just them being gone or the current uh tag team situation we're dealing with with ronda rousey Um, but I've never been so excited to see Liv come back. Like I was (laughs) I was actually really excited. Her music hit, the crowd seemed into it, and I was legitimately like, Yes, I felt good to see it. It like it made me realize how much I had missed Liv being on the screen and their tag team. So that being said, it kinda got me thinking, um, maybe this old uh Rhonda and Shayna winning the titles was just like a temporary deal uh because like maybe they're just gonna lose these titles um and maybe like they didn't have because in my mind i'm like maybe they didn't have any plans for them but like they were like the perfect team to just kind of throw in there for a little bit to have them run with the titles while there was an injury and then have them get the titles back uh at this pay-per-view so i'm i I don't know if that there's any truth to that. I was just thinking it through, and I was like, mm, that would actually make some sense if they didn't have any plans for them and they kind of were like, all right, you want a title opportunity? Here's your title opportunity. Run with it. We'll see how the fans go, if the fans are yeah about it. Live in Raquel. We'll just pick it back up at the next pay-per-view.
0: And I I think, I don't know, Just maybe the it's just the way that they've been booked lately or kind of since the inception. I, I don't think that the WWE writers slash triple h really understand us the wwe universe's feelings towards Rhonda and shayna because i think that they believe that they're getting heat they're not getting heat we just don't like them it's not compelling let me be fair i like shayna yeah Shayna's fine (laughs) she's fine she like I, i i have no beef with shayna But Ronda Rousey can't sell, can't talk, can't, can't do anything but an arm bar. Yeah. That's all she has is an arm bar. And it's boring. It's boring. Like, Ronda Rousey is the Austin theory of the women's division. Oh, yes. It's a sound bite. (laughs) It's an expected outcome every time she has a match. Mm -hmm. And I'm so bored of it. Like, can Liv cement herself as the Ronda Rousey kryptonite? That's, that's somewhat interesting. That's interesting. Um, yeah, I, I really hope Liv and Raquel win. I don't yeah. think they will because I think they're going to keep the, the women's tag belts on Ronda and Shayna. And one more step further, I don't understand why they combine the main roster tag team belts with the NXT belts. I don't get it at all. Like, I, this makes no sense to me
1: yeah it, initially i had thought uh maybe to debut a new belt design maybe um and also uh the only other idea that runs through my mind is like i don't know what the tag team division is like in nxt i mean i know a few but i don't know if they like, have very many tag teams anymore Well, they just
0: brought up the best two Demain yeah Robster. so
1: maybe they're just severely lacking in tag teams in NXT and they were like just like, main right. too
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're
1: like, all right, we're going to send all of our tag teams to one show and have the belts there instead of spreading these tag teams thin maybe. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it seemed weird to me, honestly
0: as well. Yeah. I'm just, I really don't, I really don't have any more time for Ronda Rousey. I, and like she keeps doing these interviews too. Have you seen these where she's like, talking about how she pitched this heel run with with uh shana baszler to creative and they were like uh okay and she's like i want to show a different side of the way that we can dominate the women's division and i'm like Whatever. i haven't seen anything I'm, different i haven't seen anything no it's different. the same shit like that's the thing <laughs> and that it's the same different. crowd reaction her music yep. hits and they're like nah. like it's not even a boo it's a groan yeah and that should tell them something yeah Especially with such a good theme song. Anyway, your pick for this? What do you think is gonna happen?
1: Uh yeah, I think um Liv and Raquel are gonna win, man. You do? I do, yeah. I, I think they're I really gonna win the titles so. back. I really think it's a temporary run for uh Shayna. I think Rhonda. I think
0: Rhonda and Shayna are gonna retain, unfortunately. Uh, All right. I'm very excited though for the women's money in the bank ladder match. Yes. Because I think they've kind of like we talked about how there isn't really a lot going on for, for Rhea. And then also Asuka has her own little thing. A lot of the main roster talent is just in this ladder match. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got Becky Lynch, Selena Vega, Bailey, EO Sky, Trish Stratus, and Zoe Stark. So we've got. It's really good. Bailey and EO who are together, but Ba- he was not feeling Bailey Trish and her protege, Zoe Stark. And then Zelina Vega with her chunkla and Becky Lynch, who is just wanting to fight people. Yep. Um, I really enjoyed the, the women's summit that they did on mm-hmm. raw where everyone's like, Bailey got to go full Bailey too. Like <laughs> you idiot. Like, yeah, I love to, that. like full, full villain, Bailey. <laughs> um, and then Becky's literally just like hand on head, hand on head until like a fight broke out, you know, understandably. Um I don't have really any idea where I think this one's going to go. I've seen lots of stuff that uh EOSky is the favorite to win.
1: Oh, really? I haven't uh, seen anything, but seen... but that that's my pick. EOSky is my pick just based on how I feel about the match.
0: I I think I want Bailey or EO Sky to win. Yeah, that's literally where
1: I'm at. <laughs> literally exactly the same. I'm cool with Bailey or EO Sky. I mean, I'm really cool with any. Actually, I'd be cool with Bailey, EO, or uh, Becky Lynch. I don't really. Uh, Zelina Vega, I don't take seriously. Trish Stratus.
0: I don't I, think I'd, I. I think, think she's there to mess run. with Becky more than anything. Yeah. I And Zoe Stark, I think she's too green. Yeah. Yep, um, yep. Yeah, yeah. The only thing I guess I'd go back to Becky Lynch on is they uh, they had that backstage segment of her and Rhea, and Becky uh, yeah. flamed her like I was like, ooh, if anybody, be a lot of ointment. If if anybody's going
1: to be a match for Rhea like star power wise and give her like a good match and be somebody who's a
0: legitimate rival, uh, in this match it, it would be Becky Lynch. But Becky Lynch could easily cash in on on Rhea and steal her title. Hmm. Mm-hmm. not like not less of a like we're going to schedule this match for SummerSlam but yeah let's say let's say let me start over I think I think we're getting closer to the Becky Lynch Trish Stratus blow-off match and I think what we're going to get out of that is a women's hell in a cell
1: mm.
0: I think that might come at SummerSlam that way Becky has Trish all to herself because Trish has been playing lots of games to to stay one step ahead of Becky, but if she's in a steel cage, those games kind of go away. Yeah. So I think that could be coming, and that could keep you know Becky occupied at least a little while with um with the briefcase if she gets it. But yeah, I'm gonna pick I'm gonna pick Eosky as well though. That's she's yeah. my pick. I think yeah, that's I like- who is gonna win.
1: I like Io Sky. She's got a lot of momentum and she's always fun to watch in the ring. Um her own like we never know exactly what she says because we don't speak Japanese, but when she be talking it mm-hmm. sounds very uh <laughs> convincing. <laughs> what did <yeah>. I say?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. I'm just like I like it, man. It's just entertaining to me. Um so yeah, I got yeah, I got Io winning um and I think it would be good one for Io to build her star power. And two, I think it's also would be a good thing for Bailey If EO won, because finally, you know, we've been getting those cracks between the two. I think if EO wins and is successful, they'll further drive that storyline and be some jealousy between, you know, Bailey and EO. Maybe we'll finally get a feud between those two, which I think would be great for Bailey to finally have like a legitimate feud on the roster. Cause it feels like she's mm-hmm. just been playing like sidekick to this group. And she hasn't really had like a place with like a solid, like storyline with her since she got, got on, like came back and I love Bailey. I'm a big Bailey fan. So um yeah, it'd just be great to see her get involved in like another good story again. So I just think EO sky winning this would be a home run and uh, be a great thing for all parties involved.
0: Especially if EO denies Bailey, the briefcase. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like it it's gonna end up every woman for themselves, but if Eo actively denies Bailey getting the briefcase, that's the groundwork for that feud.
1: EO's gonna moonsault off the goddamn ladder this match. Bet on it. And oh, her 100%. moonsaults are crazy Yo, yeah. because she don't even like when when she flips, she don't even like look back, which blows my no, mind. She just she just goes straight, she's
0: like, Yeah, I'm gonna fucking do this bitch, and then
1: flips and I'm like, Damn. Well,
0: way. She's great. She's really great. Um, all right. We got to accelerate here. Stock Acceleration. <laughs> who who, who are you hating on?
1: Uh, who am I hating on? Who am I? Oh, okay. This one can be quick. Uh, I could not care less about Riddle.
0: Riddle is... Samesies. Really, We talk
1: about it a lot. Riddle <laughs> is just boring. Uh, his humor doesn't hit with me the same. Uh, and it's kind of similar to back what we talked about before. It's just not the same without Randy Orton. There to kind of balance out what he
0: does, it just kind of feels like uncomfortable and annoying almost. This was going to be quick, and it's now not going to be quick. First of all, <laughs> let's talk about that match Intercontinental <laughs> Belt. I think Riddle is going to get his chest caved in by Gunther. Gunther is going to whoop that ass. Gunther is going to wipe the floor, and Riddle is going to be in pieces by the end of it.
1: Yeah, he's going to get his titty slapped by Gunther hard. Yeah, for
0: sure. He's going to bleed. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Gunther wins, right? Yep. 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 Okay. Gunther wins. There's a lot of rumors about Randy swirling that Randy's Mm -hmm. back, that Randy is healthy, that he has rehabbed and he is ready to return. That's exciting. So there's also been a lot of talk about surprise people coming back at money in the bank. I think, you know, riddle getting, getting beaten to hell by Gunther and then probably getting beaten to hell even more after the match. I can just, you know, I hear voices in my head, and Randy, Randy Orton's music hits, and he comes down the ramp, and he RKO's, ring, da da, like. I hear to...
1: Voices in my head. Oh man, I'm yeah. just visualizing
0: it right now. <laughs> and Randy, Randy Orton starts a program with with Gunther heading into SummerSlam. Oh, I love Randy. What, what a way to come back for him, right? That'd be yeah. amazing. That'd be elite. So anyway, uh, all right, I got to scroll up. Uh, okay, uh, real quick, AEW Dynamite got Vinced, um, and, you know, obviously, Vince didn't book the show, and there were some mitigating circumstances. Uh, there's been illness that's been kind of going through the AEW roster, and they're in Canada, so it's a little bit more restrictive on people coming to work when they have, you know, any kind of slight fever, uh, which is probably a good thing. Um, the, uh, card that they announced was not really what happened on the show. There was a thrown together trios match, uh, Ruby Soho beat up a local and yeah, it just, it seemed very all over the place in terms of coherent thoughts. Um, wasn't the easiest watch. It was very much like trying to just, you know, make something out of what they had available that night. Yuck. Uh along those
1: lines, uh My Stocks Falling was also a show getting vinced, or two, I guess. I heard Raw got Vinced too. Uh, but I don't know exactly what changed. The- uh, Raw got good vinced. <laughs> Raw got good vinced. But SmackDown got vinced. Uh and it was frustrating for me, you know, as somebody who this is a lot for me, as somebody who uh, you know, often is like Lazy needs more of a chance. Rawr! Um yeah, just not the right place, right, Not the right time or place. Um, I just was kind of annoyed and frustrated that they had advertised and promoed and done all that work to get the Bailey versus Shotzi match. And, you know, people bought tickets to go there. You know, some of them maybe bought tickets to see that match. And then they just mm-hmm. like scrapped the match with like no mention of anything. That's they absurd. Just
0: acted like it never existed. Yeah,
1: just acted like you'd never, like, you, that was like a memorable part of that episode. I was going into it. And then to just scrap it uh was jarring. And then also to throw in the goddamn Charlotte versus Lacey match. Like come on. I get that the Charlotte versus Lacey match wasn't really about Charlotte versus Lacey, it was about like the ending with Oscar. Yeah. yeah. Um just
0: still weird to throw it on there. I don't know. Felt weird, did, didn't feel ugh. Did you did you like Oscar after she kicked Charlotte in the head standing up and going with <laughs> yeah, the salute. The salute
1: was so good. I love Oscar <laughs> yeah. so much. She's she's great. Her energy um, is impeccable
0: Very much so uh, Yeah uh, Lacey Evans also ended up in the news Not by her own doing This week again because Sergeant Slaughter was On oh, the yeah. podcast talking about that. how um, No one called him To see if Lacey could have the Cobra Clutch and he even talked about How he had left WWE and when he came back Someone else was using it and so he Had to adapt it to the camel Clutch that he had talked to somebody else And said can I use this So he's like, at the end of the day, he's like, is it the biggest thing in the world? No, but back in my day, you know, this business was more about respect, especially when it came to people's moves and their gimmicks. And I feel like she's just taking my gimmick and my moves. So... Yeah, not I great. got mixed
1: feeling about it. I got mixed feelings about it. You know, one of them was in the military, one of them wasn't. Uh, and moves are used by everybody now. Super kicks are everywhere. Shawn Michaels really popularized that, but I don't think Jimmy and Jay Uso and every the Young Bucks and all them asked Shawn Michaels to use that move.
0: So I, I think I think a super kick is a little different than you know a submission finisher, though. Fair, very fair, very fair. Like it can be a similar thing, but like you can name it something different. That's true. Like, I mean, like, Roman has his guillotine and it's not, it, it's just a, like, a front sided headlock. Yeah. It's not Roman's move. But if someone else started using the guillotine and calling it the guillotine, it's the same thing. It's like, what are you doing? Mm. It's just weird, you know? I didn't think of it that way. Good point. Okay. Another one. Austin Theory has A Town down. It's essentially the GTS. Mm hmm but he calls it something different and it's a little bit different the way he executes it. And that's fine. Like he doesn't yeah. I, I mean I you know, I don't like Austin Theory, but I wouldn't make him get on the phone with CM Punk. Like I would be whew, probably end up that fighting in the back. <laughs> so, you, you know, like I, I there's ways to get around this, but, like Lacey Evans will cut a promo and being like, "And I'm going to get her in my cobra clutch." And it's like it's mm. I don't know, it's just weird to me that, you know, you would just take the name and the move and just act like it's yours. I don't know. It's been strange. I agree. Anyway, Lacey Evans in the mud, mm-hmm. uh, final stock falling. No women's title matches at the premium live event. It's getting a little, we talk about this a lot, but yep. since, you know, WrestleMania, there hasn't really been any real builds for the women's matches. And again, we have, we don't even have a singles women's match on this premium live event. Now I will say this with a little caveat that we haven't seen SmackDown, um, this week yet. And that could change. I don't think that title is going to change on SmackDown. Um, I do not think that Oscar is going to lose to Charlotte and I could see there being some kind of interference from Bianca Belair and this becoming a triple threat for the pay-per-view. Yep. So big caveat, but I, I, I'm a little surprised that there isn't a women's singles match. There's only one, well, I guess the women's ladder match. So there's two women's matches on the card, but I think that there could be room for one singles match at least.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think it would be great if they added something, but big agree with it being stocks down for not having anything yet. Like, come on, dog, give us something in there.
0: We'll, we'll know by about five o'clock tomorrow if you're on Twitter. So yeah, Dimitri, you don't want spoiled for SmackDown. It's filming at 3 p.m. Eastern. Because that's 8 o'clock oh, local. Oh, right, 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 right. So it's going to air at 8 Eastern, but, you know. I'll be off there's Twitter. Defi- there's definitely going to be people talking about what happens, and I'll be reading it all. Um, <laughs> anything else for, for this? Did we did we miss anything? Did we get no, actually, answer? I was just
1: running through. We actually hit everything during the oh, show. So we are golden, brother. It's almost like we're professionals. Any final thoughts on Money in the Bank? No, I'm just really excited for it. It's uh, Really good looking card and uh, I'm excited for it and I hope they do add a women's title match. That would be nice to see.
0: I completely agree with you. I think Money in the Bank, since I've, you know, gotten back into wrestling, I think it's one of my favorite pay-per-views. It's just so interesting and it's so it's an different exciting than, time than anything else. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I'm gonna really enjoy having an afternoon of wrestling and then and a free night afterwards. So anyway, Thank you, everybody, for listening. You can follow us on Twitter and TikTok at Let Me Pod to You. We're also on the YouTubes. So there's going to be some new content coming from Dimitri over there. You can mm-hmm. follow him on Twitter and maybe get some more info on that. Um, at Dimitri Talks. You can find me at We Hate Jacob. That's hate with an eight. If you want, please give us a review on your chosen podcast platform. We are on every major network. Have a great weekend, everybody. Enjoy your beans on toast. <laughs> <laughs>